Yo, what's up guys? This week on the show we got Frequency. Something I just want to clear up really quickly is we talked about Neuro and what that is, but we didn't really provide a good definition, so I just want to read off from Wikipedia because, you know, it's all-knowing. Neurofunk, also known more informally as just Neuro is a subgenre of drum and bass which emerged between 1997 and 1998 in London, England as a progression of tech step. I'm not sure what that is. It was further developed by juxtaposed elements of heavier and harder forms of funk with multiple influences ranging from techno, house, and jazz distinguished by consecutive stabs over the bassline and razor-sharp backbeats. So yeah, I mean, that's what neurofunk is, but neuro now it's a little different. You know that one? In this episode, we talk about how you get that. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you like his music, go check it out. I'm going to post all of his social media so you can go follow him on that. He's also going to be coming out with an EP in July, and he has some upcoming tour dates potentially near you, so go support the homie. First, I'd like to just let you introduce yourself. Sure, yeah. Um, I go by Frequency, FRQ, Space, NCY. Uh, my, my name's Shaz. <laughs> um, yeah, I make crazy bass music, I guess. That's, I mean, like, there's no, <laughs> I, I haven't heard a really good definition, so I guess I'll just stick with that. And you're from Georgia, right? Yeah, Atlanta, Georgia. Gotcha. How's the bass music scene out there? Oh man, it's crazy. There's a lot of crazy things happening in Atlanta because we have, I mean, I, I pin it on Envisioned Arts, which is like the kind of the local promotion company that works with the experimental bass music that I'm into. And they've had, I mean, they've been getting crazy artists over here. So there's a lot of cool shows. Um, they actually put out like a spring calendar and it has just all these crazy artists on it so yeah i mean it's it's really good down here right now you don't have as many producers like you you have you definitely have the producers here like you have scales i don't know if you've heard of these guys you got scales salty um digital d cosmic just to name a few like there there Mm -hmm. are a few Mm -hmm. but it's nothing like you know california and whatnot you know, we just we mainly have like a lot of DJs. That's the kind of thing, but it's always good music. So, well, that's good. What was your first concert? My first concert was the Glitch Mob, in mm. fuck if I can remember 2010, I think. Mm-hmm. I was like 15, <laughs> and oh, I nice. went to a Glitch Mob concert, and it was like when they were pretty small, so they had like just this small stage and everything. It was really cool. Where was that? It was at the Masquerade here in Atlanta. 
Okay. Is that a, a venue or a festival? Yeah, it's a venue. I think that the... Uh, actually, I'm not going to say anything. I, I don't even know. I've heard about it being torn down or something, but mm. I can't remember, so I won't say anything on that. That's always sad, though. There's this place called the Congress that um, I used to go to, and I saw Skrillex there, and I saw um, like Nero there, but then it got torn down. And that place was... I mean, it was a shithole, but... Hey, there were some good experiences there. Oh, I feel that. Actually, the masquerade, they had, like, I guess the ceiling fell through. Oh, which, shit. Or there's two levels, and then you got heaven and hell. And heaven, hmm. which is the top four, I guess, fell through. And so they, <laughs> it was a shithole, but, or it is a shithole. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, like you said, good artists. So. Yeah, good times. I got a couple questions, just kind of like how you made it. So what do you normally process your sub with? Because it's so pronounced. Well, that... It, it's been different recently, actually. Recently, what I've been doing is I usually use Serum. It's like my main plugin. And obviously, using like a sign for that. And then I put on, oh, geez, I put on like three different glue compressors, soft clip them, boost up the makeup. And then I kind of do this thing where I put EQs after each of them. It's almost like sign compression, pretty much. Um, you're familiar with that term so i like what is that take I, I don't know if i have heard that uh so sign compression is uh basically it's exactly what it sounds like so you have a sine wave hmm. and you can you put it on a lower note and like maybe like two octaves down from middle c mm -hmm. and then you just add compressors onto it usually put on soft clip and then you put up a makeup gain and you keep doing that and you can like add filters and things in between to kind of get this weird neuro sound. Actually, Frequent, he has a really good tutorial on that on YouTube if anybody is interested on that. But yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Like, I get those frequencies that kind of come off the more mid-bass and then control them with filters and things like that, or EQs and whatnot. So how did you end up getting this on Block Society? So me and Greg, Greg's the owner of Block Society. He, we had been chatting for, I think like a year, and I had sent him songs and stuff, and then I just sent him the song, and he was like, yep, this one's fucking awesome. And then, yeah, I just released it. So that was really cool. Have you done any other interviews for your music yet? No, actually. I think this is like the first, well, yeah, this is the first one. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I was like, dude, fuck yeah, free publicity. It sounds really fun. Do you listen to podcasts at all? Yeah, I actually, I listen to uh, your mom's house. Oh, yeah. Tom Segura. Yeah. I yeah. love Tom Segura, he's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, and the uh, Joe Rogan podcast. So, 
Yeah, dude, that that was my first podcast was Joe Rogan. I feel like it's a lot of people's first podcast. But Yeah, I think so too. I think it was my 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 first as well. It's interesting. He's he's an interesting guy. He's pretty smart. Um but he gets a lot of really interesting guests on. Yeah, he, he gets the full spectrum. Yeah, that's why I like it. I uh I'm a dog walker, so I kind of just I'm walking like that's my day job. And I just walk around and listen to that like all day while I'm just dicking around outside. That's kind of. Oh, that's cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. It's very chill. chill, Yeah. You know, it's probably not going to be my job forever. But for right now, it's cool. Would you rather um, collaborate with someone or make a track on your own? Hmm. Uh, may get some heat from this, but <laughs> but I, I, I <laughs> but I actually I, I prefer making tracks by myself because like I mean it depends on the mood, mm-hmm. but I definitely prefer to make tracks by myself because it's more of like a reflective thing for me. Mm. I think like I just kind of zone out and it's like my like I don't even think of the style usually too much. Like it's just you know, and I don't like to worry too much about another presence being there. Uh, but like I said, it depends on the mood. So like with collabs, like obviously I like I love collabing. Yeah. Have you ever had any like? bad collaboration you don't have to name any names but um has it ever just been like yeah that's not gonna work out i wouldn't say bad Mm -hmm. but um i'd say that i've gotten some stems and it was just like a four bar loop Mm -hmm. and then it had like a couple of you know a couple of clips but it wasn't like anything like I feel like when I get a collab, it's always nicer when there's like a nice idea behind it, mm-hmm. and maybe like it's half the song or something. I mean, it, it, I actually literally like this week I did a collab where he just sent me samples and then I put them into Ableton and kind of made my own track out of them. Mm. Um, so it kind of depends, but like just something that has a sense of going somewhere. Mm. Okay. If if that makes sense, it's got it's direction. Kind of direction, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely like having a sense of direction. Like even, I mean, it goes the same way with me when I'm making a song. If I if I make a track with a four bar loop, with just a little bit of drums and like half ass melody or something, and then I go do something and come back to it, I usually like don't feel like finishing it just because it's in that state. Like it's in a weird stage. Mm. So. That's interesting. So you would you prefer just like working through it, making something like structured and then coming back to it and like mixing it or something? 
Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I do with almost all my tracks now, is I, like, if I'm going to sit down, I'm going to make a full song most of the time uh, and at least have that structure there so that I can look at it more as a full song rather than this thing that I have to finish the next time I get on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely understand that. When you sit down to make a song, do you have a general process? Do you start... Well, actually, let's start with uh, before you even start making a song. Is there anything you do kind of, you know, some kind of habit to get you in a creative mindset? Is there a time of day that you normally make your music? No, there's not really a preference. I do prefer to do it as early as possible when I'm making a track just because I have roommates and I got my HS8s, so I don't want to do it too late. But if I could, I'd probably be up until 4 a.m. just blasting music. Yeah. Now, I don't really have any traditions or anything. As long as I have caffeine in me <laughs> and whatnot, you know, we're good. Okay. What's your preferred choice of caffeine? My roommate, for her birthday, she got an espresso machine. Mm-hmm. So that, that's been the move. That's been, <laughs> it's been great. That's awesome. It's so quick. So, I mean, it's like, for me, whatever's the quickest... Do you normally have an idea, or is it just like... I, I definitely have phases. So, like, this these last two weeks, I've been really, really wanting bigger builds. Mm. Um, obviously, these songs aren't out yet, but, like, so I've been making tracks with bigger builds and more of, like, a heavier drop. And so now I'm on that phase where I just want to, like, more of a hype. Like, I just want more hype in my music. Mm. But then, like, you know, two months ago when i made that shaded track that you just played i was more of in like a chiller mindset Mm. and i just wanted to make like almost halftime sounding music you know (laughs) so how long did it take you to make uh shaded uh probably like six seven hours maybe ish gotcha going back to that song it had a lot of nice space in it I've noticed that there's a lot of space in your music. Is there a specific reverb or delay that you're using? It's usually stock mm-hmm. plugins. I have been using a little bit of the Waves reverb, the True Verb, I believe is what it's called. Um, but I think for the most part, with the space that I have in my music, it's about getting more dynamics out of the individual sounds, less reliant on the effects, but more about getting the full range out of the sounds that are already in there. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You have less things, but that allows each thing to be bigger. Yeah, for sure. And that that's definitely something that, like more of a minimal style, I think, mm. I'm trying to get better at. It's just like getting a minimal style, but really big sounds. Gotcha. Are there any tracks that you've made or just... Anything that you've made music-wise that has gotten a really good reaction? And I guess the question is, you know, what's the best reaction you've ever gotten from your music? I would have to say, I think, Bet. I don't know if you've seen that or heard that song. Yeah, that that one I made like a year and a half ago, and for whatever reason, like I had like <laughs> I had like a hundred followers or something, 
and for whatever reason people like really fucked with that track and it that's like when i started actually talking to like all these producer homies that i talked to online and like in california because you don't hear a lot of this music in atlanta or like producers that make that type of music in atlanta it's more west coast and so that was really cool like when i released that it and it doesn't even have as much many plays as like some of my other tracks but it's just the reaction out of it gotcha yeah it was like an earlier stepping stone yeah it was definitely like i don't know if you know ken he's on courteous family and he actually he was like dude this is dope and that's when i was like oh fuck like actually like bigger artists if you want to call him that like Mm -hmm. he messed with it so i was like oh hell yeah (laughs) that's awesome dude Is there any label that you would because you've you've released on a bunch of labels but are there any labels that you really want to release on yeah i think my my top labels right now would be division 2020 london um i really i haven't released on future collective yet they're like one of my like we we talk a lot me and michael the owner we talk a lot but i haven't released anything with them yet but i'd love to um but i think division right now it's like that's the one that i'm planning on sending a folder of music to and trying to work something out because i really really like noisia and they always like all of their partials have been really good so it'd be that'd be crazy to get something with them so division is curated by noisia yeah yeah okay. what was your first dj set i opened for schlump and digital mm. ethos oh, here in atlanta sick. yeah <laughs> yeah it's definitely a sick for sure that's awesome so just for people because i'm sure that there's a lot of people out there that you know want to play shows but they just don't know how to go about booking one what would you tell them like what do you gotta do i don't i don't think there's a a best way to Mm -hmm. do it but i could just share my experience and i met my friend dylan digital d online and he already knew like a lot of promoters he was playing shows here and he was like yo you want to collab and then you know we collabed and I just go to like all the shows here at Out Five, which is where mm-hmm. we have most of our underground bass music and stuff happening. And I mean, just being with him, you know, or being with somebody that knows people, like you're eventually going to talk to them. So right. I think just talking to people, I think that's what it boils down to. <laughs> yeah. Don't like, I know so many people that like they have awesome music, but they have like that anxiety to go out and i have the same thing like i still have that you know like like when you don't know anybody it's so weird like stepping out and being like hey i make music like check me out you mm-hmm. know and it's weird telling people that or like yeah like hey you should put me on like you know it's yeah a, it's a weird feeling 
Yeah, definitely. Especially when you're new and you know you know that your stuff is gonna get better. You're like, check this out. It's the shit. But in the back of your head, you're like, well, I mean, it could be better. <laughs> yeah, you and obviously at that level, I mean, I have a little bit of a sense now, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of that beginning stage is not knowing your worth so you don't know yeah how to present yourself to people that are you know promoting shows and stuff it's definitely strange but obviously part of the process mm-hmm. yeah it's just like getting into uncomfortable situations and just dealing with it If you were to see yourself in five years doing like all the stuff that you want, what would that look like? Shit, man. Making some type of money off this shit. (laughs) No, but uh, I mean, kind of some truth to that, but not just like just doing music. But like, doesn't matter if it's in five years from now or like doesn't matter what labels I get on as long as I can like just do music without having a, a day job or something mm-hmm. and like you know just be free to work on my creativity whenever I want to and like live off of it mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah that's the end goal yeah I feel that that's I that's like the artist's dream you know do what you want essentially and make money for it not not just what you want but like make art and you know people yeah uh, support you and i guess that's kind of a i gave you a half half answer there because you know obviously when that time does come i'll have more goals and stuff but i'm not sure what they'll be so yeah you know dude i mean that's why i preface the question as it's kind of dumb you know because you don't even know what you're going to be doing in a week someone could hit you up and be like yo dude come on tour with like fucking someone sick and you'd be like okay i was not expecting that you know yeah yeah exactly yeah and that's how it's been Mm -hmm. especially like the last year and a half uh it's just like random things happening not as much uh like oh i'm gonna do this and then you know i mean some of that some Mm -hmm. of that but how involved are you with the randomness of kind of the events that are unfolding are you participating a lot or are you kind of a passenger to it and like uh with events what what do you mean just like you know there's some people that go online and they promote the fuck out of their music and it's like kind of spammy or you know like you were saying before you go out and meet people at shows at the events that you would probably play like are you active in that or are you kind of just sitting back and like people are hitting you up because your stuff's out there i mean i know that you're like you know still making music so that's kind of yeah i think it's more or less both just like um like how it's changed was i used to i mean when you're starting you have to go and try and do that 
the whole talking to people or like asked to be you know on a label or asked to get a song release you know submissions and stuff like that but i've seen that as i've grown it you know people ask me more mm. which is cool you know because i don't have to worry about that as much unless like it's you know division and i really like that's something i would 100 percent send my music to and i will you know but like these other things just kind of they ask me which is cool because i like i said don't have to worry about that and i can worry about my other shit and like just worry about working on music and like somebody hits me up i can like check them out if i haven't heard about them and you know it's like with how you hit me up you know yeah yeah i mean there's not a lot of things that i'd shut down especially if it's like within the community Mm -hmm. um but, you know, sometimes dates don't work out or, you know, whatever. But yeah, generally, I, I try to work with as many people as I can. Hmm. Okay, I feel that. All right, man. Well, dude, I feel like we had a pretty, pretty nice little talk there. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, man. I'm, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, of course, man. Um, is there anything you want to plug before you go? Um. I'll be doing a mini tour in the Northeast. So I'll be in Brooklyn, Baltimore, um, a few other places over there. Um, just doing some runs, some shows. Like I'm doing Dub Day and in Brooklyn. So that'll be really fun. I'm opening for Buku, Sayer. So yeah, I got a lot of good shows over there. And then I'll be doing more shows in california on the west coast after that um but none of them have been announced yet should be soon so just keep an eye out for that so if you go to my facebook page i i'm pretty good about keeping people posted on what's going on for sure dude best of luck man that's fucking awesome hell yeah man i really appreciate it yeah dude